I mean, I mean, when I said, "Are we all good?" That was a question. Well, I mean, I if you if you want me to just hit record, all you got to say is, "Are we all good?" Shall we hit record? And then I'll be like, "Yes," as opposed to just going, "Are we all good?" Yeah, I, yeah, thanks. I had a good week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just drank some beers, and that that doesn't mean hit record. Right. Well, yeah, duly noted. There, I'll remember that for next time. Yes, you got to be more specific, please. <sighs> and that bombshell. Intro. Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Consumatious Ant. And me, Atreya. And this week in our final episode of this season, we are going to be talking about a film that Atreya has probably not seen. Yet another one. Well, stop watching crap films. So we're going to be talking about Escape from Alcatraz. Okay, well, I haven't seen the film, but I am familiar with The Escape from Alcatraz. So we're on like a 50-50 here. Right, okay, but you've you've not seen The Rock either, so... As in the actual, the actual rock, as in Alcatraz itself. The film, The Rock. Oh. Not not Dwayne Johnson's life story. No, I just wasn't sure whether you meant actually Alcatraz, like, in real life, because I would absolutely fucking love to go there. But no, I haven't seen that or the film, so... Work with me as best you can, please. Yeah, so we're off to a blinder already. All I know is paper mache faces. Yes, yes. Ah, so that's that's almost as good. You're starting at the end, but we'll we'll go a bit further back. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit. It's kind of related because Alcatraz was designated a federal prison on the first of January, nineteen thirty-four. See what I did there, New Year's. Smooth. That's quite smart for once. Yeah, yeah. Took you a while to get there, but I'll edit that and show that up, don't worry. So it seems like (laughs) I'm a genius. You just make me look good, yeah. Yeah. So, and it started accepting its first prisoners in August of that year. So, bit of a a gap between that. Maybe no crimes were committed between January and August of 1934 considering you had all the people like James Cagney who were walking around going see (laughs) everyone's too busy getting pissed to be out robbing banks and shit yes because prohibition had just finished so the people like James Cagney were out of business yeah the reason why Alcatraz was built or made into a prison was because there was a crime work there were crime waves of the 20s and 30s now when you say crime waves i don't know if it was that bad but because obviously prohibition had ended and all the gangsters had had no way of earning money they kind of went back to what they fall back on which was kind of murdering people so maybe that was what the crime wave was Potentially. Yeah. Previously, Alcatraz was a fort and it had a cell house built into it in 1912, which was at a cost of $250,000. Now, by today's prices, that would be $6.8 Oof. 
Yeah, and when we get further into the story, you'd be like, how the fuck did they spend that much money? Because these guys just kind of walked out the front door. Did they, though? Not really, but the way they managed to get out just raises more questions than it answers. I mean, it was a pantomime escape, don't get me wrong, but... I feel like there was some thought that went into it. They didn't just walk out oh. the front door. It was quite elaborate on their part. It was more just like a Punch and Judy kind of their yeah. part. No, of course. Yeah, they didn't do a, a Mr. Toad and dress up as a washerwoman and just stroll out the front door kind of thing. There was That could have worked, though. Probably the with these guys that were in charge there. Mm-hmm. So in case you're unaware, Alcatraz is in the Bay of San Francisco. And notable inmates of Alcatraz included Al Capone, Alvin Carpus, who was one of only four people to be branded as public enemy number one, along with John Dillinger. And he's, he actually spent 26 years in Alcatraz, which is the longest time anybody ever spent in that prison. Robert Shroud, the birdman of Alcatraz, who, while in prison who spent all his life in prison, he actually became a noted and respected ornithologist. Did he make a pair of wings? No. He just tended to birds. Oh. So when he was when he was in his previous prison in... I know the name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Lewinsworth? He, he'd have... He was able to keep birds in his cell, so he'd look after him, and he'd he 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 wrote a book about birds' feeding habits, how to take care of birds, this, that, and the other. And it's I'm not going to say it's the cornerstone, but it's what a lot of ornithologists refer back to. See, now this is where I think Scooby Doo is massively misleading, because Scooby Doo talked about a birdman in a prison and they didn't specifically say it was Alcatraz but it looked for all intents and purposes exactly like Alcatraz and there was a man in a stripy jumper and he made a pair of wings and he tried to escape and I was thinking I mean if they can make paper mache faces it's not completely unthinkable that a man might go if Icarus did it and only heard half the story like I think I could probably do this does anybody have some tarp that I could borrow and some duct tape? That would be great. I'll just pull the legs off this table, make it into a pair of wings, just saw the bars off my cell windows, squeeze through, attach these wings to my back and fly off into the sunset. That was Scooby-Doo. So Scooby-Doo essentially has ruined history for me because I was thinking... Maybe there was a crazy nutter in Alcatraz that actually did that. And now no, he just looked after birds. So, I mean, you've ruined my hopes and dreams, but okay. No yeah, worries, don't worry even if it. Scooby-Doo was on Discovery Plus, I still wouldn't call it a documentary per se. Wow. I'd just say it was a cartoon. No, this wasn't even the cartoon Scooby-Doo. It was the, it was the live action movie with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. I mean, there. You should be looking at this going, why is Buffy the Vampire Slayer solving crimes now? What's 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 happening? Yeah, uh, Buffy always solved crimes. She It's what she did. They weren't always vampires. And not always. 
Okay. In fact, 90% of the time they weren't vampires, and if they were vampires, she was sleeping with them anyway, so they were all right. Yeah, but she wasn't Praro, was she? I mean, she did a good job at working out, you know, what was what. I mean, all right, fine, Giles did most of the work. But at the end of the day, right, WWBD, that is the motto of my life. What would Buffy do? Fair enough, fair enough. I uh, can't say any more to that, quite frankly. Also, another... Another prisoner that was kept at the uh, Alcatraz was Machine Gun Kelly. And it's not the fucking rapper, which comes up in any search. And when you try to do fucking proper research, you just get that prick for the first three pages. I was literally just about to say, no, 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 I think you've got that wrong because Alcatraz isn't actually open as a jail anymore. So unless Machine Gun Kelly's like, I'm going to carry out some ghost hunting here then it's not, yeah, it's not Machine Gun Kelly. I didn't realise there was two. See, he's ruined, again, he's ruined history. He's ruined history. There's not, there's not two. There's just one who was the original one who was a kidnapper from Tennessee. And it really annoyed me. And now he's some dude that's brought out his own nail varnish collection. So again, he's he's legit ruined history for me. So I'm it, it had me questioning my search. I was like, I'm sure there was a Machine Gun Kelly who was in Alcatraz. And it just kept popping up, this dude with blonde hair and tattoos all over his face. Is is it weird that when I first, because Dave told me about Machine Gun Kelly, because he apparently, because Dave's a massive Eminem fan and Machine Gun Kelly had this big beef with Eminem and they hated each other and whatever. And I, I remember listening to him banging on about this feud that they had and thinking, I thought Machine Gun Kelly was a gangster. So this has literally rewritten my brain because my brain initially was going, I'm fairly sure Machine Gun Kelly's a gangster and not a rapper. I mean, he could be a gangster rapper, but it's unlikely. But now my brain has rewritten itself to go, there was no gangster. (laughs) It was called Machine Gun Kelly. He's the rapper that's brought his own nail varnish out and he's dating Megan Fox. Yep. What? Like, what is going on? history folks stuff happened before the 90s huh oh my god i hate that i ever doubted myself yeah see be just first thought first thoughts always right go with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was into this prison that frank morris john and clarence anglin and alan west who was no relation to fred were introduced Thank god yeah even though he was a criminal it didn't running that family uh what did he do like how was he a criminal Mm -hmm. so all these all these these four guys they'd all done i'm gonna say petty crimes because none of them were in for murder or, or any of the like the big ones but the reason why they got sent to alcatraz was because every prison they got put in they were always trying to break out of it so the prison authorities went, do you know what? We'll just stick them on that rock on the island. They'll never get out of there. They could have just put them on death row. Yeah, but they'd not done crimes to equate to that kind of thing. Do you not think escaping from jail is a pretty bad crime? It is, but they've not. It, like, if they were Ted Bundy who did escape from prison, then yeah. 
but they weren't they were like in for stealing cars maybe robbing banks or or forgery or it wasn't they weren't full on going around stabbing everyone up yeah okay so you see you've got to have a little bit of I mean Ted Bundy's escape was pretty amazing Um, like the guy was a douchebag of epic proportions but jumping off your bunk bed for like weeks on end just to strengthen your legs to make sure that you didn't you know break your legs when you fell that's that's forward thinking that yeah although on the downside he didn't think about making a fake paper mache head of himself didn't think it through didn't have the foresight he didn't he didn't which is weird because this happened before he even escaped so he would have read about it he should have known about it at least yeah if he's got if he's jumping out if he's doing that like leg day surely he should be doing head day to be fair, if he quite easily, like, I know this is a tangent alert massively, but if he just jumped out of a window and just legged it, really, he could have painted a fucking face on a balloon or a cabbage and left it in his bed, couldn't he? And he would have still gotten away. Clearly, the guards weren't all that. I feel like maybe it was the some some grandson of the guards that were at Alcatraz that were guarding Ted Bundy. Yeah, I think... I don't want to, well, I don't care, but I don't want to offend prison guards, but I don't think you have, you know, I don't, I don't think they're up there on the IQ scale. I mean, they might be now, but they certainly weren't be, weren't an Alcatraz, Jesus Christ. True that. So now we're talking about IQ scales, to be honest with you, Frank Morrison had an IQ of 133, which put him in the top 2% percent of the prison population and just not far off genius level IQ. And when all these four prisoners were put into adjacent cells, they all gravitated to him. They they knew each other from previous prisons that they'd been in over the years. They all knew that each one of them kind of... They all had a skill that could be put into place if they were going to do an escape plan. And it is basically Frank Morris was the brains behind this lot. So over the next six months, this ragtag bunch set about widening the ventilation ducts under the sinks in their cells. Now they did this by just using saw blades that they'd found discarded on the prison grounds. As if you would just discard a saw blade. Yeah, so prison guards maybe not cleaning up that that well there. And metal spoons, so the actual stereotype of a prison escape, they were using spoons to dig their way out. And they also came up with an electric drill, which was made out of a vacuum cleaner. That's pretty ingenious. Which was, yeah, that was really ingenious of them and the way they concealed the noise that they were making or this drill was making was by doing this during the prison's music hour (laughs) yeah that'll work yeah so in Alcatraz even though these are all hardened criminals the warden went do you know what'll make these guys happy if we all have a sing song for an hour and they're digging away and going oi 
could you crank Machine Gun Kelly up a bit more, please? <laughs> exactly. He's spitting some awesome, <laughs> awesome bars up there. <laughs> they they made, to cover the vents up that they were digging out, they made paper mache covers of the vents. Now, <laughs> the, fuck, the fuck is going on in arts and crafts? <laughs> The art teachers come round and they're like, "That is amazing. What? What is that?" Well, eventually, I'm planning on making the rest of the Cadillac, but at the moment, this is just the grill plate at the front. <gasps> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Got away with that it's an event, but what does that crazy bitch know? And it it gets even better because they also made the heads out of paper mache. So, I love this. <laughs> so the art and crafts teacher must be like, ah, oh, you were the guy that was doing an event a couple of weeks ago. So what's that? That's a real human head. It looks lovely. It's very realistic. That would fool anyone. This is my great Auntie Mildred. I loved her very, very much, and I wanted to dedicate something to her. Well, that is just lovely. Okay, if you haven't Googled... The paper mache heads, you need to Google them because how the fuck any of the prison guards poked their head and was like, yep, those inmates are still asleep, is beyond me. They don't look, they look like the fucking fast masks out of fucking the Fallout 76 fast festival. They don't look anything like human beings, let alone the people they're supposed to be. They're terrible. Yeah, so the heads, they didn't actually look that lifelike. But, in fairness to them, they did have real hair on them, which these the, the gang got from the barbers. I mean, it's just when the guards stroking the heads through the bars. Uh, sweet dreams tonight. Your hair's lovely. I like that style on you. If <laughs> uh, you had a bob for long... So, okay, so once the holes that were actually big enough to crawl through, they now had access to a utility corridor that ran behind their jail cells. And they climbed up to the vacant top level of the cell blocks. There was no one up there. And they decided to set up an engineering workshop. What? So they set about making life preservers, which was based on a design from Popular Mechanics, and it took over 50 raincoats to make this. So I don't... Did they have, like, did the guards not pay attention to where these raincoats were going? Like, Jesus, Frank, that's the 49th raincoat you've had this week, and it's not rained. Why are they? Why are they, have they even got raincoats? Don't they? Aren't they mostly limited to a cell? You'd think, really, but obviously, surely they're not going to give the wardens raincoats to the inmates to just fanny around with. So this is it as well. Surely, the amount of time that they have to recreation to go outside, quote marks would be monitored and it'd be a narrow window. So how are four people getting hold of 50 raincoats? <laughs> it's like 12 each. Yeah. How is someone it not noticing? It sounds a little bit like... Do you reckon they maybe had 
inside help. It yeah, it could have been. There were rumors after this that someone was had met prison guards and had gave them a couple of quid to kind of look the other way. Because where else are you going to get fifty raincoats? Exactly. That's the, without it noticing. It's it's quite yeah. a big number that, and even like we did a stock count today at work, we'd notice fifty <laughs> units missing. Well, I mean, even okay. So think about it this way. So even if four of them stole like twelve each or ten each, whatever, whatever, whatever it was, I, I mean, if they stole two. Someone's going to notice that they're weighed down with two raincoats. Any more than two, and questions are so painfully obvious, it's unreal. Yeah, it's it's like when you can't take your case, your carry-on case on the plane, so you put all your clothes on. You, you, yeah. You, you look bigger, <laughs> surely. Someone would have uh-huh. gone, you, you didn't look that big when you walked into the supplies <laughs> closet. Yes, it's, mm, yeah, I don't buy it. So, uh, yeah, so some, something was going on here. They also made a 6 by 14 foot rubber raft. <laughs> right. That's quite big. You're 14 foot, yeah. Yeah. So... And this is just what, in their little engineering utility room? Yeah, just upstairs, just, just while, probably while music hours going on. And they've got the power <laughs> drills out. But then it's not even a little engineering utility room. It's at least a fourteen foot one. Exactly. <laughs> That's how long were they digging with their spoons? Yeah. So I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't just make her a, a motorboat in shop class with uh, all these <laughs> teachers that they've got turning a blind eye to everything. Yeah. On the night of June the 11th, 1962, this is when the boys decided that this was going to be the night. And not all of them made it out. West, I almost said Fred West then. West, Fred West (laughs) had issues, but West had issues. The cement he'd used to reinforce the crumbling concrete around the vent had hardened, which I thought was the point of concrete, but... Generally, yeah, that's what happened. It seems West wasn't thinking that it would do this and it narrowed the opening and by the time he'd sorted his, his shit out the other three had just see you <laughs> snooze you lose I suppose yeah so Wes returned to his cell and just got his head down and had a sleep <laughs> with his paper mache head next to him I assume <laughs> oh, I love so it. from the workshop the Boys climbed up to the roof and removed a large fan. From there, they descended 50 feet to the ground by doing a fireman's slide down a drain pipe. <laughs> now, they're carrying 50 raincoats, a fuck off boat, 14 foot rubber dinghy. And on the night, the guards heard a noise that was like a loud crash. Yet, yeah didn't report it so like what were they thinking like mice oh my god this is like a carry-on film it 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 gets better (laughs) because after doing the fireman's pole 
They climbed over two 12-foot barbed wire fences and at a blind spot of the guard towers, they inflated the raft with a concertina. (laughs) They used the concertina as bellows. So music night was a little bit quieter that evening. I can only imagine. Uh, concertina player. <laughs> yeah, and and they're not small to carry either. No. So it's it's oh. just like yeah. Oh my god. So West was questioned. Uh, the men were never seen, dead or alive again. After this evening, now West was immediately questioned, and he folded like a wet paper napkin he cooperated with the investigations fully and because of that he was never charged for his role in the escape but he was racist so fuck him (laughs) uh he stabbed a fellow prisoner in 1972 in a racially motivated event so bit of a dick really i mean grass so he's in prison so he's a dick for something at the very least before he does anything else in prison So, the investigation by the FBI was closed after 17 years, with the official outcome of them saying the prisoners had most likely drowned in the cold waters. The remains of the raft were found on a beach near the Golden Gate Bridge, which was claimed to be evidence that the boat had broken up. They came off the boat, the boat broke up and it was washed ashore. They caught hypothermia and drowned, but no human remains were ever found. So it's equally as likely that they actually made it to the beach and went, well, we don't need this dinghy anymore and just left it and, you know, it just got deflated. Yeah, that's where I'd err to. Mm -hmm. I mean, West did say that when they got to land, what they were going to do was steal clothes and a car, but no actual crimes like this were reported during this time period so the FBI further claim that as evidence of them dying but who's going to who's going to go to the police yeah pair of pants has gone missing off the washing line hmm. i mean they might have just found a car that was unlocked and abandoned this is the thing i mean yeah. The guy, the the owner of the car may have not had insurance for it, so you weren't going to get anything back for it, so what's the point? Yeah, or they just might have bumped into like a little old couple that were bored that day and it was the most excitement that they had in their entire lives and they helped them. Could be, could be. Or they could have been someone there waiting for them. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Now, over the years, there have been plenty of sightings and evidence that kind of discounts the FBI. And this is, there's still the, I was going to say the National Guard, but it's not them. It's the, I think it's the, the what's what's the one, what's the future? Oh, you don't know the fugitive, Jesus. The... <laughs> no, you're right. Never seen it. Been through this. Yeah. Another one. Jeez. Uh some police force are still accepting tips on this and this is still an open investigation it, the statute of limitations runs up to 2030 in which mm. all participate participates 
in in the escape would be a hundred by then. So then they're thinking, you know what? If they've got away with it dead. and they're still kicking, fair play to them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but like I said, over the years, plenty of sightings and stuff that's happened. So the Angling brothers were inseparable from a very young age and were skilled swimmers. They would amaze their friends by swimming in the waters of Lake Michigan while there was still ice on the surface of the lake. Wow, okay. So already you go in. Maybe if anyone could do it, them guys with the 50 raincoats on, using them as life preservers, <laughs> could they do have it. experience swimming in icy waters. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the thing. The Anglin family also received cards over the years that were signed Jerry and Joe. Now, I know they weren't their first names, the Clarence and, and John, but they kind of took this as some kind of code. Wait, you're not going to send a card with your actual name on if you're a, if you're a fugitive, are you? Exactly, like with a, with a return to sender address on it as well. <laughs> we made it, wish you were here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. And their mother received an anonymous bunch of flowers every Mother's Day up until her death. Well, that's a bit sus. Yeah, and if you think that's sus, at her funeral, <laughs> two very tall, unusual women in heavy makeup showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It gets even better. In 1987, <laughs> their father died and two strangers in beards showed up at the funeral home and according to Robert Anglin, who was the brother, they stood in front of the casket looking at the body for a few minutes. They wept, then they walked out. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not going to lie, their disguise game is on fucking point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is <laughs> I everything that. you'd wish it to be. <laughs> they were just like walked into a joke shop and they were like, have you got any of them funny noses with the moustaches? You know, yeah, two of the two of those, please. Also, preferably uh, women's size shoe, uh, women's shoes in possibly size twelve, if you've got any, that would be fab. Yeah, Groucho Marx, uh, yes. glasses and moustache, please. Can we, yes. can, we, can we go with that one? <laughs> so, oh, I love it. It was also a family friend, Fred Brizzy apparently spotted the brothers in Rio in 1975 and took several photos with a couple of them capturing the men on camera. And while forensic experts said because of the age and the conditions of the photos, they couldn't 100% say yes or no, they said it was more than likely that they were the brothers. Now, Brizzy also presented an alternative escape theory. Rather than use the raft to cross the bay, he said they paddled around to the island to the boat dock where they attached an electrical cord, which was reported missing from the dock on the night of the escape, to the rudder of a prison ferry. And when that departed, they were just towed along Tagging behind along it. The back. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, don't even have to swim. Not even nice. got in the water. Genius. Love it. So it's... It, it, there is a lot of evidence to say that they actually uh, 
they actually did get away with it. And Robert Anglin, the brother, also told people on his deathbed that he'd been in contact with the brothers since 1963 and all the way up to their father's death in 1987. Well, there's a good bit of evidence for you right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're ever going to tell the truth, it may as well be on your deathbed, because... Well, yeah. Oh, but it's in the same way, I suppose, if you're ever going to lie, you can do it on your deathbed. You could just go, I am Batman. And... If it... Yeah, he, he could have gone like, oh, they definitely escaped because I was at their mum's funeral and I saw them dressed as women with lots of makeup on. And then again at their dad's funeral when they were wearing those massive big fake beards. Um, yeah, I've been in contact with them this whole time. <gasps> Uh, also, I'm DB Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I would. I would totally do that. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So, there is another. There is obviously there's quite a few theories that have been put forward, and like I say, one of one was that they paid prison guards to look the other way and they had someone waiting on the shore to pick them up as soon as they docked. I think the Angling brothers, I think they definitely, if they if they got into that water, I think they would have no trouble swimming totally. that far in that temperature because they were just kind of used to it. Mm-hmm. I think Frank Especially Morris... They had all them coats. Well, yeah, exactly. So they were super warm. In fact, they took a few off. Like this is too many. Just need to chill out. I mean, if they were if they were wax raincoats as well, they probably just bobbed along on the surface of the water until they hit land. That's 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 the thing as well. Just floated. Yeah, I mean, someone did break out using. Uh, in kind of the same way making raincoats into like uh water wings and they did make it to the beach they did make it to one of the surrounding islands but they were picked up because they had hypothermia yeah so they they were actually caught and of the 36 inmates who staged 14 escape attempts over the 29 years that Alcatraz served as a jail, 23 were recaptured, 6 were shot and killed, 2 drowned, and 5, which included Morris, the Anglicans, Theodore Cole, and Ralph Rowe, are listed as missing and presumed drowned. Mm, but some of them surely must have made it, though. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're only trying to say it that they would presume drown because this is the inescapable prison. Yeah. No one, no one can 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 escape this prison. Apart from them five, no one, right? They're dead. <laughs> Just we know they're dead. Just trust us. So no I one can escape. If if it was this amazing prison, I mean, to be fair, it is on a on, like its name says, it is on a rock in the middle of the ocean. It's pretty. It's pretty secure, as, as secure facilities go. Um, why why did they close it then? Because by the time it was coming up to be closed, which was in, an, I think it was just very shortly after these guys broke out, I think it was maybe 1965, uh, it was costing a lot of money to keep running most 
federal uh, federal penitentiaries cost i think it was three dollars a day for prisoner upkeep whereas alcatraz was costing ten dollars a day so it was just easier to make another million dollar building yeah i mean they spend a hell of a lot of money on the the walls and the barbed wire but not on rehabilitation and food for the prisoners well it is prison it's not supposed to be a five star yeah I think I think this is. I don't necessarily. Well, I can't. I, mean, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm just going to say, you know, with the privatization, I think the run for profit nowadays. Not that they were ever not run for profit, but if you've broken the law, you're seen as not a very useful member of society, and you're only worth three dollars a day. Apparently, <laughs> it's just. I mean. We've all been students, so, you know, we can totally relate to $3 a day meals. Yeah. I, I mean, $3 is luxury. It's spoiling, spoiling you. Exactly. You know, Aldi do pot noodles for 12p. They sustained me for a long time. <laughs> you know, oh, three God, of them a yeah. day. Yeah. I mean... As... $3 would last you all fucking week. Yeah, it would. Jesus, you'd have change <laughs> from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nowadays, there is a triathlon run in San Francisco Triathlon, and the swim from Alcatraz to the bay is part of it. And quite a lot of people do do it. I mean, obviously. Personally, I think they got away, and the prison authorities, the FBI, just try to save face by going, nope, definitely drowned. Yeah. I think they got away. Yeah. They don't want to invest. And after 17 years of trying to find them, they never actually found them. They're going to look like dickheads, especially when they're at the mother's funeral in in poor makeup. <laughs> in full drag. Yeah, in, in stilettos <laughs> and blonde wigs, like in something from Carry On. <laughs> I, I do feel like they escaped, but I don't feel like it was just a fluke. Like they were just like, hey, let's get some spoons and dig our way out of here and we'll just swim to land. I think it was all like properly planned and they had like outside help and inside help. And, you know, they didn't just do it by themselves. I think they probably had people on the outside that were funding it and um, prison wardens on the inside that were being paid to, like you say, turn a blind eye. Yeah, of course. I mean,. The, the arts and crafts is at some point one person has got to ask a question like why what is he making why what why does he want hair from the barbers what is going on 50 raincoats what surely at some point someone must have like got that and gone something yeah something's wrong here lads this is, this is really weird. All these guys are making paper mache faces of themselves. Like, how vain. That's like having yourself as your phone wallpaper. Why are they doing this? Yeah, and has anyone noticed they're all in the cells next to each other? <laughs> they're all making paper mache heads and paper mache vent coverings. Is this not something that we should look into? <laughs> It just seems too silly to to not be the, the end result that everybody wanted. Yeah, because I I mean yeah I know I know they were 
probably bad men, terrible bad men that went to prison, but I was kind of rooting for them. <laughs> that <Yeah>. plan. <laughs> I mean, like I said, like I say, they did go to prison, but they weren't convicted of murder or, or rape or anything like that was. I mean, you could argue the point that they were trying to survive in the world. Mm-hmm. And and the only reason they were sent to Alcatraz is because they just didn't like being in prison. They just wanted to escape. And maybe everything just aligned and it was kind of like the perfect storm. You've got two <laughs> strong swimmers and someone with 133 IQ. <laughs> it's, See? It's no wonder that they escaped. Yeah, it's... That's I think I think that's it, and yeah, that's the uh, the tale of the escape to Alcatraz, <laughs> and it is a really good film. Clint Eastwood in it, peak Clint Eastwood time. I'm gonna have to watch it now, aren't I? I mean, it is like from the seventies, so it's all right. Maybe dated, but I still think it is. It's a good. Uh, it's a good late night film. It's usually like you know. Icarus Files or, or something like... No, you probably don't. It's, it's one of them films that are, that's on when you get back from the pub half eleven on a Friday, Saturday night kind of thing. There used or to be a used... channel on Freeview called Movies for Men. Not rude, but it had like Spaghetti Westerns and Clint Eastwood. And yeah, definitely. 100% it'll be on that. They sit up all night watching it, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> So this, as we we did say earlier, is the last one of the year and the last one of the series. Next year, we will be coming back again and we've got some same ideas, but just new format, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. We're going to be doing cameras for the YouTube and you can see yeah. our lovely faces. Yeah. After we've had a full day at work and we knackered and we can't really be asked doing it, but we still smile. Yeah, you might decide that anchor and listening to it is the way forward because we've got faces for radio. Yeah, yeah, I think truly that <laughs> that that will be the the way forward. I mean, I've been told that many times, uh, but we'll still be we'll still be on Spotify and Anchor and all over there. If anything, they're going to be the more polished of the podcast because obviously I'm kind of used to editing them and this is going to be the first foray into editing video so it could be a shit show and I mean last time we tried to record something in video I forgot to put the sound on so (laughs) this may not even be this may be a non-starter before we've even got off the ground with it so we shall uh... and the time before that you forgot to hit record screen yeah yeah so you just video yourself yeah so yeah. we tried it twice and both not gone well. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on that bombshell, I think. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll be back in the new year, like I say. So everyone, just I uh, hope you all have a good new year. And as always, this has been the MO Podcast with me, Contemation San. And me, Atreya. And again, yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. And we shall see you next year. Podcast. Bye. Bye. The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast